Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, we have covered this a few times in the past, obviously, but with the welcoming announcement from Xbox's Phil Spencer to Bethesda saying welcome to the Xbox family, and there is a little tidbit in amongst that thing that I think is worth separating out right now because we're on yep. the eve of Microsoft and Bethesda doing their, apparently going to do a formal sort of public conference type thing outlining the specifics of what's going to be happening with the Bethesda deal going forward. Um, and until that happens, because there's no time associated with other than that it's happening at some point today um which you know i'm kind of in the believe it when i see it category right now yeah um, but i do think it's worth sort of um separating some things out about what we know right now so um one quick thing is that there has been a listing on the microsoft store deleted um showing fallout 4 game of the year edition skyrim special edition and the evil within all coming to pc game pass and um, that's since been deleted and um, but the timestamp for that the release date was march 12th so it ah. seems like they do have something in store that they're about to announce um, but for right now, it's been deleted. Um, the main point of this video, though, is addressing something that Phil Spencer said over on the Xbox Wire page, um, who, you know, he was talking about the future of Bethesda titles and just said, with the addition of Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. Now, this thing is obviously, you know, you can take it as vaguely as you want, but the go-to assumption is that this means that at some point they'll pull the trigger on an Elder Scrolls, a Fallout, a Doom, whatever, being yeah. fully... Because there's no mention of timed exclusives or, you know, the, the some games thing could be something that they just published, like an indie game or something. Um, how do you feel this, this opening salvo of something that they've been teasing for ages? Yeah, exactly. It feels so inevitable at this point. Like, mm. it's in my head, they've always, they were buying Bethesda to get exclusive games. You know, mm. some are going to be a harder sell on the fan base than others. You know, The Elder Scrolls and Fallout in particular. But for me, there's no doubt in my mind that Starfield, for instance, is going to be anything other than an Xbox exclusive, because that is really? fair game. Like, yeah, we have an investment in Bethesda, but Starfield as an IP, as a franchise, as a brand, like, it's not established. So Xbox can easily just take that and mm -hmm. add it in their, add it as a jewel in their crown, you know what I mean? To be like, look, this is why you need to buy an Xbox because Bethesda's next big IP is exclusive to Xbox, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's no way you spend $7 billion on a massive <laughs> company like this and not like be eyeing up specific franchises to make exclusives in the future, you know what I mean? Like I it's, it's, it's gotta happen. 
I'll tell you the thing that I, did, I can't get out of my mind because I saw, obviously, it's blown up across the last couple of days. There's loads of interaction on the social media side between the Xbox account, the Bethesda account, you know, all lots of, like, loving stuff of, like, hey, what's your favorite Bethesda game? And then the Bethesda account's like, hey, we love being here. Hey, what's your favorite <laughs> Xbox game and everything else? The thing that I have with Bethesda, and it's not to, you know, just slag them off, but, like, the way that they are perceived right now, the optics of that company, I feel like they've had a disastrous run across the entire eighth generation. And so, it's for me, as much as I want to be all like, oh, my God, they just got Bethesda. Like, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of money behind it. But if this isn't, this is not 2011 Bethesda. This isn't fresh off Skyrim changing the world Bethesda. Like, uh, to me, know, but... <laughs> you know, this is this is Bethesda who just did Fallout 76 and got every single thing wrong. The one who are charged for Creation Club DLC, like, um, the mods are, uh, you know, they're charging for mods and stuff. And it's not that Bethesda aren't a big deal. It's not that the Bethesda collection is great. But there was something about, or there is something about the the way all the energy around the acquisition is going, where I'm like, you, to, to be honest, Bethesda have not blown me away in what is now a decade. <sighs> I don't know if that's just me. It's most no. likely just me. Dude, like, I, I, on the one hand, I agree with you, right? All you have to do is type Bethesda into the What Culture Gaming search bar to see how many times we've done videos on them being <laughs> a bit dodgy yeah. over the past eight years or so. But at the same time, they're buying more than just Bethesda, the developer. They're buying mm. Bethesda, the publisher. And while, yeah, Bethesda developed games like Fallout 76 and even Fallout 4 to an extent haven't mm. been received anywhere on the same level as Skyrim or Fallout 3, Bethesda as a publishing arm has been like there's a lot of fan love behind the other projects they put out whether it's dishonored whether it's prey whether it's doom especially mm. or wolfenstein or whatever and yeah those games might not be selling at the same level as an elder scrolls or a fallout but still like i said those are all good games those are all good franchises that yeah. have really kind of gone from strength to strength over this generation where fallout and uh, well fallout in particular hasn't you know really so it's a kind of a, it's a double-edged thing. On the one hand, yeah, you know, public opinion around Bethesda as a developer could be better, but mm -hmm. Bethesda as a publisher is still one of the most beloved ones out there, you know? See, I would, I, I would totally, I would totally argue that because they, as a publisher, they barely promoted Dishonored, Evil Within. Like they let multiple IPs totally die. True. Like, you know, and that was backed up by their terrible review policy where you couldn't access games. They weren't going to show them off until day one, um, which resulted in brilliant games like Evil Within 2, like Dishonored 2 being completely overlooked. So, I mean, we did a video on that too. For me, I don't value them as a publisher. I think that they had a lot of, like I said, practices like the review thing that got in the way of decent coverage of what were quality quality games by quality devs and we said in the coverage back when we when we covered it the idea that these games weren't getting uh, getting given like a, a fair shake and um, that if I was one of those devs I would just be annoyed that we signed with Bethesda and oh my god it's Bethesda but they're yeah. barely putting any money behind the marketing side and um, yeah. do you think that stuff will change going forward because they have obviously they've been notorious with their day one review policy stuff that was very much a Bethesda idea um, do you think that'll get changed now that they're associated with Xbox more? Well, I think that's where the hope comes from, and I think that's where a lot of the excitement comes from as well. I, I remember when the, when the news first broke, and that was the thing I was talking to you about. I was saying, mm -hmm. like, look, Bethesda in the past, as a publisher and as a marketer, releasing these games hasn't always done them justice. And when now that they're in the hands of Microsoft, mm -hmm. you hope that these IPs, like the Evil Within or Prey or whatever, get a bigger push and a stronger push and get as much focus as the Dooms and Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. for me, those developers joining the Microsoft team 
team. I just hope they get those added resources to be able to do whatever they want and on a level that I think those developers and um, franchises deserve to be at. So yeah, I do think that's where part of my excitement at least comes from is the hope that things will change from on a business level, but that mm -hmm. the quality of the games that are getting made under the Bethesda publishing arm um, remains the same, you know? So you get that to even out a little bit, hopefully going mm -hmm. forward in the future. But I suppose the other big question is, you know, they've stressed about how Bethesda is going to run the same. You know, they're not going to come in and start meddling and making huge, huge changes. Mm -hmm. And while that will probably be true, you imagine they will make, you know, a few changes. They have the money and the resources to, to do so and to help Bethesda out who you know were quite recent into the publishing game to begin with you know they only did their first e3 a few years ago so there was yeah. a lot for them to learn and with all of the experience in the history that microsoft is bringing to the table along with resources and stuff hopefully they can help them out on that front because on the on a games perspective on a game dev perspective i think you know that doesn't need tinkering with because the games themselves um like i said the ones that are published are really good yeah, oh yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I mean, it's not too, it's not remotely challenging what the body of titles represents, like the, the titles that Bethesda have published as a body of work. Like like I said, Dishonored, Evil Within, Doom, um, and obviously all their first parties of the Fallout, the Elder Scrolls. Um, that, that's a phenomenal body of work, but I, I guess it's it's all worth sort of differentiating like and separating out. Like, yeah, Bethesda as a developer, I'm like, you know, if we talk about it through the lens of Starfield, then I hope that that turns out really well. I hope it's a worthwhile new IP because it's their first new IP in over 20 years. Yeah. Um, and like, but then I'm like, well, Bethesda as a developer haven't nailed anything for me since 2011. And I, I get that that's a big old statement, but I just wasn't bothered about Fallout 4 or Fallout 76. Um, yeah. And then there's the whole, you know, their policies as a publisher, bringing in the day one uh, review stuff and hanging it on Doom uh, back in uh, 2016, saying that like, oh, well, you know, we held our reviews back, but it's still reviewed well. Therefore, you don't need early copies. And, and then applying that to titles that really could have done with the coverage. Yeah. Um, like we would both say that The Evil Within 2 is a great horror game and could have totally done with a lot more coverage and I would hope that if uh, Bethesda is you know further associated with Xbox exclusives and the Xbox brand that a lot more clarity comes through that um, at the same time though I guess they could just hang back and go well it's going to be available for everybody on Game Pass and that's yeah. the next natural evolution of everybody accessing their games at once so maybe that's it they end up just doubling down on the whole you can't play it till day one but at least everybody <laughs> can at once that's it you know at least everybody can and maybe it gets a bigger push if it's on game pass you know because mm. game pass is looking for those um you know big hitters and big names to draw people in so maybe the likes of the evil within as a franchise could become a bigger thing on game pass than it ever mm -hmm. was in the regular publishing space you know maybe microsoft has a plan for those franchises to use them to bolster the Game Pass brand and get them in. I do like the idea of them coming out March 12th, uh, tomorrow I guess, with this announcement that a bunch of Bethesda games are currently uh, are going to X Xbox mm. Game Pass that day. It just seems like an easy win, you know? They, they yeah. probably aren't going to announce any new games or anything like that, but to say, look, to celebrate this partnership, here's a bunch of Bethesda games for quote-unquote free in our service, mm -hmm. and then that's a good way to get the ball running, I think, and uh, yeah, you know, I would garner some goodwill. Yeah, I would assume that'll be, I assume that's the thing that will happen regardless of whether we get this public conference thing, this conversation between, you know, Xbox heads and Bethesda heads. Um, I assume that we will just get some sort of like trailer announcement thing that just says Bethesda collection arriving on Game Pass like yeah. tomorrow uh, for the weekend or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, for now, um, like I said, we're on the cusp of this potential conference talking point thing, whatever it is happening. Um, and we'll report on that, um, you know, if different details come out of it. But go for now, you know, Phil Spencer has got out there and said that some titles will be exclusive going forward. 
forward, but as for the timing window of that, it's kind of just all up in the air. So yes, for now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.